What is going on, all my corrupted beings? It is Spooks here. And I'm sorry that it's taken me so long to release another episode, but I was trying to get feedback and kind of see what my community thought. And now I'm implementing a few of the things that I thought would kind of help me out a little bit. So today I have a really good story for you. It is from the subreddit r slash no sleep and it is my girlfriend would answer one question every night in her sleep by the user the buffed. I hope you all enjoy today's episode. I met this girl that I thought was perfect for me. Our relationship moved on really quickly and I started sleeping at her place after about two weeks of seeing each other. The first night that we stayed together, she scared me pretty badly. It's one of those things that you just can't shake off easily. I was laying in bed next to her, reading on my phone when she rolls over and looks at me dead in the eye. She doesn't say anything. She just looks at me. Hi, I say to her. Ask me a question, she responded. I chuckled when she asked me that, thinking it was just a cute exchange, but she reached out and squeezed my arm. I winced. Hey, that hurts. She didn't let go. Okay, okay. Do you like sleeping together? I asked. Yes, she said, rolling back over to go to sleep. It was such a surreal experience, and so random. I obviously brought it up the following day with her, but she swore that she didn't remember. I even showed her a small bruise I had on my arm from where she had grabbed me. She still didn't remember, and we kind of laughed it off. Although I could tell the bruise had really bothered her. The next night, the same thing happened. I thought she was asleep, and then suddenly she rolled over and started looking in my eyes again. Ask me a question, she said. Do I have to? I asked. Yes. She rolled back over. Apparently her logic worked the same as any of my elementary school teachers. Hey, are you just messing with me? Only one question per night, she said. It sounds benign, but her tone had a sense of finality to it. I was afraid to attempt another question. The next week or so passed by without any terrible incidents. Every night she would roll over, prompt me for a question, and each night I would offer some innocent inquiry just to satisfy her. I would ask if she had enjoyed the restaurant or if she was tired, small things like that. Strange as it was, I was happy and didn't see the reason that this strange sleep talk gimmick should upset me too much. My sleep was taking a big hit, however and each night I felt like I was slipping further down into a permanent lack of energy, as if my battery was losing capacity. There was one night in particular where I felt extremely tired, and fell asleep before her. I woke up sometime in the night with her hand gripping my arm, asking me for another question. Not tonight, I said. Go back to sleep. You have to ask a question, she said. Frustrated, I tried to shut her down with an absurd question. Fine. When will I die? After me. She rolled away as I sat up. The way she had said those words, my body immediately broke into a cold sweat and my stomach turned over. What did you say? I asked angrily. One question. No, not tonight. I grabbed her. No, not tonight. I grabbed her. I didn't want to hurt her. I was just so frustrated and admittedly pretty scared. I started to shake her. Not tonight. You need to tell me what is going on. Why are you doing this to me? I was yelling loudly at this point. She didn't respond, until suddenly she turned and pushed me. My mind almost expected some kind of supernatural strength, but ultimately, 
It was my balance that got me. With my knees tucked under me and sitting on the edge of the bed, there was no way to stop my fall. I tumbled backwards, getting shrimped between the bed and the wall. I stood up, yelling even more, but she had already turned back over in bed. I finally started grabbing a few pieces of clothing and ran out the door. I had been staying with her for a while, and had only been back to my apartment during the day occasionally. I finished the night of sleep there, shaking with anger. She called me in the morning asking where I had gone. I tried to explain to her what had happened, and I think it scared her more than it did me. I pushed you out of the bed, she asked. Yeah, right into the wall, I said. This has to stop. I don't really know what it is, but it has to stop. I'm happy with you, but I don't know. I feel like I'm getting chipped away at, even when the nights are peaceful. I'm scared, she said. We decided to sleep apart for the night. I think she wanted us to at least see each other so I could comfort her, but I was mostly thinking of myself. I was extremely relieved to be apart, and I hadn't realized the full extent of the stress I'd been under. I even went to bed much earlier than usual, and settled in for what hoped would be a questionless night. I woke up. The clock said it was 3.22. I wasn't sure why I woke up. I didn't hear anything. All the lights were off. I even flicked on the lamp, but didn't notice anything. I wasn't sure anything had happened at all. I was still mostly asleep, but suddenly felt a little guilty over the whole situation. Maybe I had overreacted, and I worried about how upset I may have made her. I grabbed my phone to send a text. She had already sent me one. Ask me a question, it said. Time stamped at 3.21 AM. The text had woken me up. I quickly turned off my phone, as if that would make any difference. I was in a cold sweat again, fully awake. I barely had time to process what I had just seen before my phone started ringing. It was her. No chance I was going to answer the phone. All of a sudden it started to feel like a sick joke, and I quickly lost my earlier feeling of guilt. I shut down my phone completely and struggled to go back to sleep. I felt like all I needed was one day and a night of rest. 3.52am, a knock at my door woke me up and I almost pissed myself. I knew it was her, and my fear grew without limits as I walked to the front door and looked out. There she was, beautiful, but ghostly. Somewhere she shouldn't be, standing in the hallway patiently. I held my head against the door, trying to decide what I should do. I didn't open the door, but decided to try my luck. How can I make this stop? I asked, as loudly as I could. You can't, she said. I looked back out the peephole and she was gone. I whipped open the door and stepped into the hallway. She was walking towards the elevator, seemingly unaware that I was even behind her. I almost asked her to stay, worried about her traveling in this weird state, but selfishly I let her go. I even had the horrible thought that if something did happen to her, at least that would solve things for me. The next day she asked how the night had gone, and I lied, telling her that everything had been fine. In her own words the night before, I couldn't stop it, but I could at least try to control it or understand it. The next few weeks I barely slept. I tried so many questions and none of the answers were exactly comforting. Why can't I stop it? She said it was inevitable. Have you done this to anyone else? She said no. Do you want to hurt me? She said no. Can you lie? She said no again. I may have wasted a question. What did I expect her to say? I tried as many things as I could think of, but no questions about the process seemed to gain me any ground. Each night I lost another little piece of myself, and I think there were some weeks I didn't even sleep at all, getting maybe five hours total across the whole span. 
Exhausted one night after weeks of trying, I tried something different, something much more specific. What is the number of days exactly that we will be in a romantic relationship after today? 112, she said. The next night, another question. What is the reason our romantic relationship ends? I die, she said. Each night I dug deeper. What will your cause of death be? Starvation. What will my cause of death be? Electrocution. Where will you die? Nearby. Can I keep you from dying? Yes. So the future can be changed? Yes. How can I stop you from dying? Don't kill me. Her words sent me into a lasting panic. I understood what she was telling me, but for all my exhaustion and despair, I kept trying. I searched for more and more clarification, but her answers always had a way of remaining just a little too vague. Six more times I had tried to sleep in another place, even once staying in a hotel without telling her which one it would be. She showed up out of thin air in the middle of the night, knocking on my door. I called a few people looking for solutions, I called doctors, and even a psychic, but my heart wasn't truly in the search. My mind had fallen on an idea a while back, and although it filled me with shame, I couldn't get it out of my head. She tried to help, but there wasn't anything she could do. Our relationship was slowly falling apart during the day, and it was difficult for her to understand the true gravity of the situation. I also refused to share many of the details with her because I knew it would scare her even more. I tried to continue my investigation, but over time, I was just looping back around at the same questions, having forgotten many of her responses. I should have written them down, but each night, the sleep deprivation piled up and kept me from thinking clearly. At some point, I know I finally tipped the scales towards insanity, and I'm ashamed of what I did next. A sense of clarity came over me once I accepted it, and I hate myself, but I was almost excited to ask her my next question. Where could I hide your body so that no one finds it? The hatch near your old campsite. I knew exactly where she had mentioned. There was a small area in the woods near my parents' old house with just enough flat ground for a tent. You would never find it if you didn't know it was there, but a five minute walk from the campsite brought you to a hatch with its doors, usually covered in dirt and grass. It opened up into a small cellar. The next day I surprised my girlfriend with a camping trip. Our relationship had really attached its last legs, and I explained that it would be nice to take a break and get away for a while. We enjoyed our day together, and honestly I forgot temporarily about the horrible things left to do. She deserved so much better. Night came and we sat in front of the fire, her head resting on my shoulder as she fought off sleep. She couldn't see me, but I was crying, and hoping that she wouldn't fall asleep so I could stay in that moment. I'm sorry, she said, almost asleep. It's okay. We're going to figure it out. I sat with her for a little while longer, hoping that I would change my own mind. I love you, I whispered. Too late. She was asleep. I picked her up out of her chair and carried her off into the woods. I finally found the old hatch and laid her down on the ground near it. It took a while to finally pry it open, pushing away years of dirt and leaves with my arms and feet. I had a new padlock in my hand that I had brought with us. I lifted her again and walked down with her into the cellar, placing her down again in the center of the room. I sat down against the far wall off the cellar and somehow drifted off to sleep. I woke up to her standing in front of me. In that moment, I finally started to think of the person in front of me as someone completely different than the woman I had met. 
Will she know that I loved her? I asked. Yes, she said. Before she could turn and head back to the campsite, I ran upstairs and shut the hatch doors behind me, securing them with a padlock. But I stood there for a long time, knowing my girlfriend was just on the other side. Could I really leave her there? The past few months all came back to me, all at once. I stood there, feeling every ounce of the frustration and exhaustion that plagued me throughout our relationship. Then I weighed that against how I felt each time I heard her voice. Even in times of anger, her voice was my favorite. I knew people that spent most of their relationships not even speaking to each other. Could what was happening to us be so bad that I was even considering harming her? I think I had even had dreams of carrying all this all out, leaving her in there, dealing with the guilt as I tried to forget everything that happened. It almost felt as if I really had done it, and by this time, she hadn't been inside for only a few seconds, but instead days. As quickly as I shut the doors of the hatch, I threw them open again. My girlfriend walked past me, back toward the campsite. Ashamed and exhausted, I collapsed. I wasn't sure how I could face her when she woke up. Going through the motions woke me up more than anything, and I realized how selfish I had been about the whole experience. Who knew the implications of what we were experiencing? The possibilities. I went back to the campsite soon after to find her awake and concerned where I was. It took a couple hours and involved a lot of almost incoherent apologies, but I told her everything. I let it all out, completely, even what I had planned when we went camping. I didn't know how she would react. I didn't think she did either. Ultimately, she said she wants to help try and understand what is happening and what we can do to keep it from causing any more harm. We both know it will take a long time, but I love her, and I plan to give it everything I have. That was four nights ago. She still asks for more questions, but something has changed. I don't feel like I'm dealing with this by myself anymore, and I have a lot of hope. Things aren't perfect, but I slept really well last night. I'll let you know what happens next. Thank you so much for listening you corrupted beings. This was just part one of the series and I plan on recording the rest for one longer episode. So be ready for another episode over the weekend. Spooks out. For now.